Me parece que es un proceso muy, muy bonito y me gustaría a mí seguir con, con esta tradición que es pues de la del raicilla. Este, porque yo he visto cómo mi papá ha, ha trabajado por tener, pues se ha esforzado mucho por tener todo esto, por seguir con la tradición de mis abuelos, de mi bisabuelo. Y la verdad, pues sí me gustaría seguir a mí este, en este proceso que es de la raicilla, porque me gusta mucho este, andar en el campo ayudándole, sacar raicilla. Welcome to Elixir of the Gods. We are continuing our road trip through Jalisco today. And since I was not there, hello, by the way, my name is Albert. Um, I am relying again on my co-hosts. Hello, Kate. Hello, Albert. Hello, everyone. Hello, Diego. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, it's nice to be here again. Very good. What we are doing today is, as I said, we are going to the second part of our road trip. Let's pick up our listeners and put them to the place that we are visiting today. Uh, Kate, you're the magic for this. Go. <laughs> yeah. We were coming from the interior of Jalisco. So the last visit that we talked about was with Arturo and his daughter Jocelyn in the Volcanes region. And we had gone to Colima and then we had taken one of many long winding road trips <laughs> through just the most incredibly abundant land. Um, as far as I could see, coconut plantations, peppers, of infinite variety, of infinite amounts. And yeah, eventually we came to rest at another small taberna on the right side of the road. And that was the taberna of Don Chalillo and his family. That day, uh, still everybody was there. We say still because uh, sadly, and uh, we want to share with you guys today, but Chalillo passed away on Tuesday this week, which makes us very sad. We are, as a matter of fact, having one raicilla from the one Chalillo still distilled and uh, liked so much his work and uh, we're celebrating. I, I mean, we're not friends of the family, but we, we know the family. They were super nice to us. And I think it's fair to say salute to Chalillo's goodbye. Uh, salute, chicos. Salute. Salute. To Don Chalillo. To Don Chalillo. Yeah. And mm, from every sad situation, uh, beautiful things arise also. And uh, one of the things is that now the son and daughter are going to be taking over. The son is going to be in charge of the fields and the daughter is going to be in charge of the distilling. Uh, that brings us to the new beginnings, no? which is very mm -hmm. interesting for that palenque, for that taberna, because... Because it's, it's still going to be the same place, the same uh, energy, the same basically everything. But there is a new chef in town. Mm -hmm. And that new chef in town, there's two new chefs in town. So that's going to change things. And uh, that's also beautiful to see. It's just life, you know. Mm. Um, so just to, to ground us, so uh, just a... Um Reminder to our listeners, so the road trip you did happened uh, in February 2022 and we are recording this in March 2023. Correct. Which is, um, in a way, we are lucky because uh, you guys actually 
recorded Don Chalio and, and Blanca, and we have this recording with us. We have a little bit of history that we can share with you. So you will have the whole interview with him at the end of, of our introduction. In a way, we are happy that we at least preserved a bit of his voice and maybe some of his spirit uh, in this little show. Uh, we hope you enjoy that with us. But Kate, you are so good at describing landscapes. So you said, okay, you drove through the volcanoes and long and winding roads. But can you can you explain or um, describe the environment just when you entered the taberna? Sure. So uh, the taberna and and I was listening to the recording uh, last night to prepare for this, and I was struck by the depth of the sound, the layers and the layers of the sound in all of the places. And if the listeners listen carefully, you'll hear the fact that actually the taberna is right on the road. So we just turned right into the front of their home, which is a beautiful home, which actually also had a small sort of office and uh, I guess a storefront attached, which is a great reminder that this is indeed a business, <laughs> business that they do that they run on a daily basis. Not only, you know, the bottles that we get out of context thousands of miles away. And to the right, uh, right in front of the home, literally right by the road, was a beautiful pitch black conical oven, which is also, I mean, it's a reference, the name of the... El Cono. Right, yeah. The name of the ranch is El Cono. Right. Correct. So, yeah. so we, we were joking um, afterward that Diego and I felt as though we could just disappear into the infinite blackness <laughs> of this oven that was a new experience for me that was the first that i had seen of its kind which happens again on again on this trip and the listeners are going to be sick of hearing me say that but one more first and also <laughs> also it's um they had a shredder i'm gonna not spend a ton of time on it but it is important i think because this is an important realization that i had because in the past i have been a bit elitist about, oh, you know, only ancestral, only hand-crushed, which is not to say this is not a great thing to know and to understand about the product and how your product is made. But seeing seeing the shredder of this size, which is, I'm going to say, the size of your average, like, printer in an office, it made me realize how how sort of petty <laughs> my own distinction had been about, oh, you know, if it's mechanical, absolutely, it's not, you know, it can't mm -hmm. be possibly the quality. And so to see it, the size of which we're talking about and to make such an outsized differentiation between that versus handwork, I just realized that indeed, I think I had been a little bit superficial, maybe a little bit cullable <laughs> about certain, certain marketing. Um, so, so yeah, all these, which is to say, I think all of these methods are valid. Mm. So just within, you know, stepping out of the car into the dust and, you know, the heat. So how was the nature there in general? Yeah, so I was just about to say, we were much closer to the coast at this point. Um, but I will say, it's easy because there, it's, the terrain is so hilly, the roads are so windy. It's easy to just not understand where you're at. So we knew how abundant this land was because we had been driving for hours through all of these plantations. But then you get there and and you just kind of feel like you would have no idea you're so close to the mm. coast. And the, I mean, it was dry and it was dusty, um, but also, you know, 
green, not quite as lush as it felt. It was not cool and lush in the way that Arturo's was. I didn't see an obvious water source the way that Arturo's was set. I know where that is because we visited it, but like it wasn't sort of, you weren't sort of in that kind of setting. Mm -hmm. But then uh, Don Chalillo's daughter, Blanca, came out and greeted us. And she's the one who really showed us around. And one of my favorite little memories of the trip is is uh, her, you know, introducing their daughters of varying ages, small girls, and one of them wearing a pink glittery T-shirt that said Girls Unite, which we're going to talk about, and we will talk about again and again, women in the industry. Um, but that, that particular little moment just really made my heart yeah. <laughs> explode. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, like so many of the places we visit, you go in and or you go around to the back and the palenque, uh, shit, taberna. Sorry. <laughs> now yeah, Diego's got me doing it. Um, is, is fully integrated into, you know, the family home. Yeah. So, so you walk Basically like the terrace, no? Of the house. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> they, a they hang place out, hang. Like it's a place to, for, for them to hang out, not just to work, but when work is not, is, is over, it looks like they sit there, right? Yeah. I, I guess they use it because it's a. They have a very nice uh, deck on top. So and it's usually to have a, a shadow in those places is fundamental because yeah. it's it's pretty pretty warm and and it's not cheap to make a space uh, mm -hmm. with with a deck on it. So I guess that's when they're not working. That's a place, an excellent place because it's quite big, man. In square footage, mm -hmm. footage I don't know because I I have no idea. I I think meters, but in square meters, I would have said. Six times ten, sixty square meters. It's yeah. it's a big place, you know, to 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 hang out. Yeah. Even even it's bigger, like maybe, but at least sixty square meters. Yeah. It's big. Yeah, and and all around. I mean, and you know what? Why wouldn't you do it that way if you had a choice? Because this, this is hard work, <laughs> and yeah. it takes a long time, especially the cooking, right? So if you can be close to your home, absolutely, and you know, and have that convenience. Mm. I mean, I completely understand mm. that choice. So. Mm. Um, yes, you'll hear, you know, in the background, you'll hear the chickens and there were really adorable puppies and, <laughs> um, and the car noise in the background. Um, but most importantly, just again, we can't say it enough, just like the warmth and the generosity with which Blanca and Vanchelio greeted us and mm. took care of us and the hospitality involved. Mm. Panela. Oh my the God. The tortillas. The oh salsita. God. Oh my no, God. No, we were treated like, it's, for me, that's. I could even, t that's my favorite food. That's it, really. Mm -hmm. Tortilla, panela, so, something so simple, but it's like, you're eating like, deli it's, it's just delicious. Uh, and they were super nice. The tortillas, of course, were handmade there and the salsa was handmade there. And mo probably they bought the panela because that's a normal thing to do, you know? You're either a, a mezcalero or a panelero, you know? You're <laughs> what, what's a no, panelero? No, I think they made it. The panela yeah. could be. It's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fresh, uh, fresh uh, cow cheese. It's a very traditional cheese to mix with uh, mezcal. With mezcal or agave spirits. Aga yeah. Exactly, agave spirits. Because yeah. in Jalisco we use it with tequila, but it's with agave spirits. Mezcal. Mm. In this show we can say mezcal, <laughs> and we know we're talking about agave spirits in general because the do is not is not. Yeah, exactly. So but we yes. we are not scholars here. So uh, exactly. we are we are trying to have a more general understanding of everything so so when so. we say mezcal we talk about the word historically right. not the deal that's yeah. political politics here play no role so when we yeah. say mezcal if you think we made a mistake we possibly we did politically wise but historically wise we're talking about that 
specific term, you know? So you had the food there. So how was your visit? So what did you what did you see? Um, can you can you describe? So you said okay, there was a 60 square meter place which was very close to the apartment, or it 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 was in a way it was a part of the apartment. So which in a way for me shows how close the business of making the spirits is is to the family and you said yeah the uh, uh chalio and there's his daughter blanca and it's a it's a family thing right correct chalio was not there mm. oh. in, in the beginning ah okay so I was like, Bla Bla blanca, <laughs> blanca blanca started uh the tour because mm. chalio was on the fields mm. so mm -hmm. chalio arrived later on a huge white truck uh filled with men that were harvesting okay you know? mm -hmm. so Is it like it, a Toyota pickup truck or something like that? Much bigger, like a three-ton. Oh, you know? okay. So mm -hmm. it's like a, a truck, like, like a cargo truck, you know? Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Blanca started taking us around. And if I remember correctly, I, uh, I, you're better for this kid because you, 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 you use uh, a more beautiful language when you're describing. We didn't actually go directly to the, to the distilling area. She took us to the lager, no? The, mm -hmm. Where they keep and where they have the, the stills and all that part, no? Yeah. Go on. There's a smallish room where they keep the distillates. Uh, and remind me, were they in plastic? Were they in glass? No, it's stainless steel. It is, that's right. Stainless there was steel. a big, there was a big mm. You yeah, can see container. the pictures, by the yeah. way. Go on, Kate. But there are several pictures from this taverna and uh, we're going to explain some right now. Kate is going to get technical on, on, on materials and stuff, but there are pictures if you have doubts, mm. okay? <laughs> so, actually, I'm, I'm going to leave the technical details to you because you have such beautiful language for it. Um, <laughs> what I am going to describe <laughs> is a memory that I have of Blanca showing us the room, show, telling us a bit about the recent batches and being and pouring us from the storage tank her own distillate at 49 yes so it, this is a special moment because one i mean listen i think by now on the show you know i'm really excited to see to get to see the women like we all know the women are there we'll see yeah. it again and again on the show but like to actually get to meet one of the women who are doing it also in the position of being the maestra that was a particular moment for me and i know that It's something that Diego and Esteban and I have reflected upon as well. So she poured us a distillate of her own making that in that moment, Esteban started a conversation with her, telling her that he wanted to create a special edition for that distillate. And she was like, well, yeah, of course. And he was like, and I want your name to be on it. And her, you should have seen her face. And she was quite surprised And quite modest about it. But then, I mean, in the end... It happened. It happened, yeah. you know? And so... And we were discussing in the, in the car. Esteban was uh, looking for suggestions. Uh, he was like, should the name be pink? And Kate was like, fuck no, you know? <laughs> Not pink, you know? <laughs> Toughen it up, you know? And he was like, okay, okay, okay. We don't make the name pink. There was But it's like, the, okay. the, the, the conversation... It, it, it was interesting to see, like... Uh, mm. Go on, Albert. No, no, but so Blanca's uh, spirit is... Uh, very limited in the European market with a... Yes. I think it was 36 boxes of six. Oh. So oh. it's only through the Barking Dog. And mm. I, that's in Copenhagen. Everybody. That's in Copenhagen. Our friend with Carl. Our excellent uh, friend, yeah. Go back to the last season with uh, Carl and the Agave family episode. Exactly. If I... And if you want one of those bottles, I guess you can go to Shoppen. Mm. Uh, they have an online yeah. shop and a beautiful shop in, in, in Copenhagen. Yeah. Yes. If you're ever there, go. Yes. So, yeah, to take a step back, this, you know, of course we didn't, 
we didn't know when we were visiting with Blanca and Don Chalio that he would pass this week that we're recording this episode. And it makes me think about the fact that, you know, when we, during our interview, we talked about the fact that Blanca will be the fifth generation. Correct. And we, in a sense, you know, it is, we are living history, right? We watched as we were, we were witness just for a few minutes to this transition that had happened four times before. And yeah, it, it hits you the significance with which, you know, that, that it has for these families, mm. you know? That was one of my favorite parts about this interview was hearing Don Chileo talk about the generations, the quote-unquote adventures, it makes it sound really fun, um, that his predecessors had to go through to do this business that they've been in for quite a while underneath prohibition. Yeah, um, yeah. used to destroy their tools and stuff like you can hear it in the in, in, in the recording after we finish talking right now. Yep. And then and then so that was our that was our discussion with Blanca. It was a special moment and now we have an artifact from that moment that are in these bottles and shopping. Go get them. And and then yes, Don Chileo arrived in his chariot with all of his soldiers around him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then and then we, yeah. we, we one minute before that, uh, Blanca was showing us the steel from inside because yeah. from the outside, it's a, you, you see wood. This is a steel designed by Chalio because in the coast, the tradition is to distill in wood. Like the next chapter with Beto, uh, you will see. And we will describe the wood distillation in the next chapter. You distill in wood. This is like a trunk tree, but in the inside, you have the stainless steel Still, mm-hmm. but I, it's hard to describe. So please go watch the picture so that you understand the way he put the water that goes through the the for, for the condensation. How he managed to to create a way, a more efficient way to condensate because the water doesn't just touch the liquid that goes up. The water mm-hmm. is coming from 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 below. So watch the photos. It's impossible to describe. I, I mean, mm-hmm. watch the photos and see how how creative this still is. And he mentions that even though he just just needed one tree per year, which is sustainable, Mm. whatever, but he felt very bad because he never knew the age of the tree. And when he chose a tree, it could have been a 300-year-old tree and he didn't like it. And that's also a part of who Chalio was. Mm -hmm. And that's why he designed a stainless steel steel to avoid killing more trees, you know, even though it was wow. one tree a year, but it was a very nice gesture, though. Yeah, yeah, it's it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and the flavor, if you ever have in your hands, uh, I'm gonna stop saying chalio, but something from El Cono, you will see that the flavor is outstanding with this technology they created, and I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna keep because it's really interesting. And then chalio arrived. Yes. And Pony guy. <laughs> yes. No, yes. he was he he was a, a laid back. Uh, I mean, he took his work seriously, but he was l- kind of laid back when 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 he sat and and he was mm. like, "Eat, guys, eat. You're very thin." And, and it's like, "Thank you, Jaleo, for the tortillas." He was a very nice, very nice guy. Uh, like very up for the for the even though he he, he was much older, you know, mm. and, and, and they could have been like, no, I don't want an interview, so no thank mm. you. He was like, no, yeah, of course, sit. I'm gonna bring out some tortillas and some panela and yeah, interview me. Blanca, sit here. Uh, Blanca mm. is going to be the next one. All this situation where mm. where he 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 uh 
created an atmosphere for us to feel comfortable when we were thinking he was the one that could feel uncomfortable when we saw the, the, the microphones and stuff. The interview went pretty good, I guess. And uh, that's what you can hear afterwards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I loved, I wrote down in my notes, I was like, Chalio is not in a hurry. <laughs> no, <he's not. laughs> like, and you'll hear it, right? Like he's just, you know, reflective about their family history. Um, it's very, very clear that he loves, he loves what he, he loved what he did. Exactly. Right. Mm. He loved his exactly. family. He would just, you know, his language like oozes with pride when he talks about his son and his daughter. He had Diego like cracking up, um, which is just nice to hear. And well, to be yeah. honest, it's quite easy to crack up Diego, right? <laughs> <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh, still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it was, I liked the contrast a bit between he and Blanca because. I mean, clearly he's, you know, he's thinking ahead. He's the one who engineered the still. But then when we asked Blanca, you know, about her perspective on things, she was looking ahead. You know, she really wants to honor the work of her predecessors, right? She's very proud and takes it very seriously to continue mm -hmm. that work. And also, you know, prompted, you know, when we asked her about, you know, what she thought about the next generation, maybe one of her daughters. And she said that that would make her proud if they want to do it. And she, and she said that they already enjoy trying the ricea. So <laughs> they're like seven years old. <laughs> First yeah. step. It was funny, man. <laughs> yes. So so yeah, it was it was interesting to hear just the differences in the way that they're thinking about things, the way that they're approaching things. It was very special to have both generations there. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. A very nice visit. I, it was very. It brought a little. Like, I got a little emo because at some point in our conversation, we were talking about how they, how and when they drink ricea. And Don Chilio said, two, two or three and you're in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so when I was listening to that last night, I was like, oh yeah, rest in peace, sir. Yeah. Yeah, he said he, he, he could drink ricea, that ricea is good for any, any pain, you know? Mm. I can believe it. Yeah. Thank you guys for this really, really, um really good description I, I i feel like i've been with that with you and i hope our listeners do too but i think now it's time to listen to the maestro himself and his maestra now maestra can i say one more thing of course i mean whether or not we put it in this episode because this episode is about chalio i was reflecting on something that blanca said which is that you know when we ask everybody what their favorite parts are she said you know yeah she will be she will be the distiller handling all aspects of what is happening in the taberna her brother will be in the fields but she said that her favorite part was in the fields also doing that work um doing the hard work right i didn't think about it at the time but i was reflecting on conversations that i've had in the past with people in the industry And maybe it's because they were in more on the tequila side of things. Whenever I bring up this question of like, okay, like, where are the women? A few people have said to me, like, they just don't want to do that hard work. They'd rather be in the office. And, and this trip just like blew all that out of the water. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw it again and again and again uh, that this is something that doesn't hold up. 
<laughs> there are women out there. They want to do the work. They're passionate about what they do. Also, just a few minutes before we visited Don Chileon Blanca, we had gone to a very small taberna where there were three generations of women working on a distillation of a pineapple distillate that was Correct. just completely mind-blowing. And after we were in Jalisco, I went to Oaxaca myself and interviewed and learned from several different maestras there. I just wanted, I felt, yeah, I was like, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Blanca, for staying, stating it so very clearly. This was, this was one of the first times that it was very crystallized for me, just how wrong so many of the preconceptions are. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, um, Kate. Oh my God, I'm the I'm on my second um, Brasilia, and I'm I, I, feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm on my way to heaven already. So okay. I think, uh, very good. I hope you enjoyed our little description of the road trip, and uh, we hope you will enjoy the um, now coming interview uh, as well. Or I don't say would say it's an interview; it's a conversation more of an, than an interview. So you have the full experience. As always, we are on the road trip. We were a bit careful on how we would record. So the, the quality of the recording is not as good as we are now. We are now in a room with, with good soundproof and everything. So, But I think it's still worth to put in the effort and to listen carefully what Jalio and, and Blanca have to say. Absolutely. It's It's the most important part of this chapter, guys. No, no, no. What yeah. You just yeah. Stop listening to us. Exactly. <laughs> We're not the <laughs> important part. To the, to the good part, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. And uh, thank you. Thanks, uh, See you in the next episode, in the next chapter. Hello, everyone. We are today in Jalisco, but by the coast now. Uh, we are with, with uh, Don Chalillo and Blanca, uh, who will tell us a bit about their style and uh, the way they do and see the world of agave distills. First of all, I would like to, to, to introduce, let them introduce themselves. Pueden presentarse, porfa. Mi nombre es Blanca Yesenia Rodríguez González. Vivo en Rancho El Cono, municipio de Cabo Corrientes, Jalisco. Rosalío Rodríguez, Rentería. Vivo aquí en El Cono. Soy el dueño y el papá de todos aquí de, de Rancho El Con. Sí. Y aquí también pertenezco al Twitter, el Cabo Corrientes. Y aquí estamos trabajando. Muy bien. Uh, Kate is going to ask some questions that we're going to do to, the, to our guests today. Yeah. And like we did the other day, we're going to talk about where we are. So the question is, where are we? ¿En dónde estamos primero geográficamente y eh, luego específicamente aquí en, 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 este, eh, en este lugar, o sea, aquí en la taberna, pero es, geográficamente, ¿dónde estamos? Pues aquí en Rancho El Con, okay. sí. Jalisco. Jalisco, municipio de Cabo Corrientes, en Fifton. Sí. ¿Y aquí en la Vinata? Aquí en la Tabernita. Aquí trabajamos, aquí en este, aquí donde estamos, aquí en este Tejabán, que es una taberna así, rústica. Estamos trabajando ya los tiempecillos, unos 25, 30 años, ¿verdad? Entonces, es lo que nos dejó nuestros antepasados. Ellos hacían también raicillas, 
Ellos vivían en Pauna, es aquí mismo, la misma comunidad indígena de Santa Cruz del Tripi. Entonces, de ahí viene la, el entusiasmo de, de, de seguir el, el mismo ramo de, de mis abuelos, mis abuelos. ¿Cuál? ¿Cuántas generaciones entonces son de, de, de la familia siendo el destilado? Pues mire, somos varios, porque yo de mi bisabuelo se llamaba Aparicio Rodríguez. Entonces, él fue papá de, de un señor que era mi abuelo, Víctor Rodríguez Ramos. Y Vito Rodríguez Ramos era papá de mi papá Urbano Rodríguez. Mi, mi bisabuelo, no sé en qué año nacería, pero fue en el 1800. Y mi abuelo Víctor sí supe, el hijo de Aparicio. Él nació en 1874. Y mi papá Urbano, el hijo de Vito Rodríguez, nació en 1910, el 10 de abril de 1910. Y todos ellos, aquí se ha usado hacer pues, destilado de agave, de, de raicilla de aquí de la región, ¿verdad? En aquellos años era muy pobre aquí, todo, pues todavía, ¿verdad? Y pues hacíamos raicilla y para vender así, pero era clandestino porque venía la cordada y nos quemaban, nos quemaban la taberna y nos balaseaban los casos. Y para vender el producto, a veces había que cruzar hasta el mar para llegar a la playa, para llevarlo a Nayarí, ¿verdad? En bestia, de aquí al, al, al mar y ya en una panguita, en una canoa. Ya pasaban las playas de Mayaría y se vendía. Lo mismo aquí venían de, de Talpa. Aquí venían a llevar en bulas. Aquí de Paul. Llevaban raicilla, llevaban sal, porque tenían una salina aquí. La bermeja, le dicen. Aquí están mi pala a un ladito. Entonces, así en ese, en ese, en ese modo nos poníamos de mantener aquí. Ya le digo, y éramos muy pobres. Y había mucho venado, entonces pues ahí, pues comíamos venaditos también de vez en cuando, porque pues estaban gatitos, Y luego, y luego si caía el gobierno, los esos rurales, balaseaban el caso y de donde más conseguíamos otro, ¿verdad? Entonces, pues ya ahora nuestro gobierno nos ha apoyado ya nos dio permiso de, de trabajar y pues se lo agradezco mucho. Y ahora mire, pues no estamos en grande, pues ahí vamos comenzando, pero pues ya mantengo aquí mi familia y a todos trabajamos y de Ferdinand no andamos por otro lado ni causándole molestias al gobierno también, porque no, que nos ayude, ¿verdad? Estamos a gusto. Yo le agradezco también a mi gobierno que nos apoye y que para salir adelante, porque okay. eres, pero pobre, pero a gusto. Oh, yeah, qué muy bonito está, muy bonito está aquí la casa, está precioso. Ah, la, the translation. So, the, the, it's a 
fourth generation. Now with Blanca would be fifth generation. Uh, the first one to start was uh, Aparicio. He doesn't remember the, the date of birth. Then there was Victor, so his grandfather. Then there was, Vi uh, after Aparicio, Victor Urbano, who was born in uh, 1910. And then it's uh, Don Chalillo. And then it's Blanca. So uh, this is the, the the five generations, and he was he was telling a bit uh, uh, of how it used to be the complications with the being an outcast, being an outlaw, mm -hmm. and how the the government could come and just shoot the the distills, and you you had to stop working mm -hmm. <laughs> because the tools were broken. So which is not funny, uh, but that's what happened. And he he's saying that right now. Things have changed, and, and, and he's very proud to, to be uh, producing, and that the pr the product has become the, the the way to sustain the family, and uh, that he's very proud of this home he has and, and, and the family he has. Bianca, do you have anything you want to add to that? Uh, ¿Te gustaría platicar un poquito tú también de lo que de, de lo que platica tu papá de las generaciones y la tradición familiar? Pues me parece que es un proceso muy, muy bonito y me gustaría a mí seguir con, con esta tradición que es pues de la del raicilla. Este, porque yo he visto cómo mi papá ha, ha trabajado por tener, pues se ha esforzado mucho por tener todo esto, por seguir con la tradición de mis abuelos, de mi bisabuelo. Y la verdad, pues sí me gustaría seguir a mí. Este, en este proceso que es de la raicilla, porque me gusta mucho este, andar en el campo ayudándole, sacar raicilla. Pues yo siempre he andado con él desde chiquita en el campo y es lo que más me ha gustado. Pues me gusta mucho el campo a mí, la verdad. Y sí me gustaría seguir con este, con el proceso de la raicilla, seguir destilando raicilla. Uh, so this is a very special moment in the show because uh, there is not many women around the the world of the stills and Blanca is in in in, in this uh, uh, taverna. She's the one who's going to take over, or or her father points her as the next leader of the project, and uh, she's saying she's really happy that uh, she was born and and she, this is what she knows and likes the most so she's very familiarized with the process she knows how to do it she really likes the fields she likes everything about the the process of making raicilla she likes it so she's happy that uh, in the future she may be taking over maybe one of your daughters too uh vimos que hay uh muchas niñas en, en la casa entonces eh, kate que que le gustaría saber si posiblemente en el futuro siga siendo una generación eh, de chicas las que eh, tomen el no la batuta pero que sigan muy metidas en el mundo del agave ¿qué opinas de eso? Pues sí, sí me gustaría que, que mis hijas siguieran con esta tradición y pues veo que sí les gusta porque hasta la raicilla les gusta <risa> están listos para estar tomando raicilla entonces pues creo que sí les va a gustar esto de seguir con sacando raicilla. 
Uh, she thinks that uh, it is a, a real possibility because they even like Raisilla and they're young, but the Raisilla is outstanding. So I, I, I cannot, I don't think anyone would not like this Raisilla. It's delicious. Uh, and she, she would be really proud that uh, the daughters kept the tradition in the future. Thank you. Um, so what, what are your favorite parts about making Raisilla? Eh, le pregunto primero a usted, Don Chelio, porque esta pregunta sí me gustaría hacérsela a los dos. ¿Qué es lo que más le gusta de hacer Raisilla? Puede decir destilar o cortar agaves o, o, o tal vez la tradición familiar, lo que usted... ¿Qué es lo que más le gusta de, de, de hacer la Raisilla, pues? No, oh, pues todo me gusta. Desde que sale y estar checando aquí el chorrito, ¿verdad? Y que caigas suavemente, que no se acelere mucho, porque si no, sale un poco mal. Y todo eso, pues me gusta estar aquí cuidando el horno y, y todo me gusta. Desde gimare, a plantar las matas y cuidarlas y barbechar y volver a plantar más. Ya le digo, eso me ha gustado y también en mi hijo. Él anda siempre conmigo. Él es mi brazo fuerte también, mi hija. Esos dos son los que me han ayudado. Entonces, por eso los quiero que apapanar de él para que le sigan adelante. ¿Verdad? Muy bien. He likes everything about the process. So, first of all, he likes everything about the process: uh, the fields, the stealing, everything. Uh, and for what I understood, the son is also very involved in the field part of the of the process. And uh, it, he didn't point something specific out because he really, yeah, he looks passionate about the whole thing, you know? He's like, really, he likes everything. Y, y a ti, Blanca, que, o sea, ¿qué parte sería tu favorita? Pues no, no, ¿qué es lo que más te gusta del, del, lo de, del mundo del agave, pues? Pues mi favorita sería... Bueno, lo principal es en el campo, este plantar y cortar hijos, todo eso. Y tomar risillas. <laughs> 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 Me too. Okay, sí. uh, her favorite part is, she thinks the most important is the fields and, 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 and always having resources. But her favorite part is drinking the risilla. <laughs> so, <laughs> tasting, tasting, yeah, the risilla. But yeah, I... Uh, Mine too. It's my favorite part too. So a new question. Um, when So in Europe, in the U.S., we drink ricea and mezcal in bars and at parties. And so I'm just curious to know when when do you drink your ricea? Eh, pregunta que normalmente en, en Europa y en Estados Unidos, la, el ricea se toma... Eh, en fiestas, en bares, a ustedes, a, a ustedes, ¿cuándo les gusta más tomarlo? O sea, en, 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 en fiestas o, o cualquier día o no sé, es la pregunta. Cualquier día, sí, en fiestas y no hay fiestas y de todas maneras. <risa> ya le dijeron, diario, eh. Y en la mañana, temprano, para lazos, buen, a la costón otro. Ya le digo, así para, para remedio. Para que fortalezca el cuerpo, eso es bueno. Eh, pero no emborracharse de a tiro, porque pues ya ve. 
¿eh? Y así, calmadamente. Raizilla es good on in, in parties or not in parties or in the morning or at night or it keeps you healthy. That's the 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 answer. Uh, But that's the way they drink it around here. Uh, he also mentioned don't get drunk on on, 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 on the juice, uh, but uh, do enjoy it anytime you want to have a shot or a, a, a sip, do it. Uh, it keeps you strong. I feel better already. Um, so the last question, uh, if there were a message that you wanted to send to people who can't be here, to see this beautiful place and to see what you do, what would it be? Eh, si para la gente, hay, hace ratito les platicaba que hay gente que sabe de, de, de aquí, de esta, de esta taberna, eh, pero no va a poder venir nunca porque pues viven en Alemania o en Francia, pero han probado el líquido, han probado lo que de aquí sale embotellado y... y si les quieren mandar algún mensaje a esas personas que, que, que han disfrutado del, de, del jugo delicioso que aquí se produce, pero pues no van a venir nunca, ¿no? No, pues aquí les, les mando un saludo a todos los amigos que les gusta el raicilla. Y espero que Esteban les mande más porque de aquí lleva también. Esteban is here too, just, just, just so you know. ¿Verdad? Entonces, pues. Si Dios quiere, le vamos a echar más ganas para que salga un poco mejor más todavía porque es necesario, ¿verdad? Para que lo desgusten a gusto, tranquilo. Que no les haga nada de resaca, ni cruda, nada, una cosa bien. Les sirve hasta para remedio y para si, si tienen riuma, se toman un trago, dos o tres, y se van a fijar, van a bailar y no les duele ni un hueso, ni una nada. ¿eh? En ganas de echar un maroma en el aire. Hey. Pero nomás no se pasen. Gusto, anda un tranquilo. He would like to, to tell everyone to keep on drinking uh, Raicilla. Uh, he thinks it's a, it's, a, it's a remedy for many things. He, he, he thinks if you have two or three and then you start dancing, uh, you feel like you're in heaven. So, guys who, who enjoy the juice, keep on doing it. Uh, keep on drinking. Keep on, 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 on learning more and more about the Raicilla. Uh, that's the message. Y, y tú, Blanca, ¿te gustaría mandarle algún mensaje a las personas que, que conocen aquí, pero no conocen aquí, pues? No, pues que sigan consumiendo raicilla porque es 100% natural, no tiene ningún químico y con toda confianza pueden consumirlo. Uh, this, this is very important. The, the, it's a reality. So the, the product is 100% natural, has zero additives, and that's what she's pointing out, Blanca, uh, is 100% natural, and uh, as, as Don Chalio was saying, it, you usually, unless you cross the line, of course, but you usually wouldn't get a, a hangover, and it's true, and it's true, I have had night, long nights with Raicilla, and if you drink it with pure water, you usually wake up in the morning pretty clear-headed, yeah. Um, muchísimas gracias por, la, por estos minutos de, de entrevista. Uh, Kate thank you very much for hosting us for these delicious tortillas <laughs> and for showing us this beautiful place thank you uh, no solo gracias por la entrevista gracias por los taquitos las tortillas están buenísimas y por enseñarnos aquí su casa que, que es 
está muy bonito y que pues aprende uno siempre un poquito. Muchas gracias, ¿eh? Gracias a ustedes. Muchas gracias que me visitan. Y aquí estamos, esperándolo. Eso, para los que no están, vengan. Vengan a conocer aquí su rancho. Más con tiempo nos avisan para hacer unas panelitas para que coman con tordillitas calientitas. <risa> Qué rico, muchas gracias, ¿eh?